It's definitely, you know, one of the most fun games I've been a part of, you know, in my basketball career, not even just NBA, but just playing basketball. That's that's top two, if, if not at the top, you know, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, that that, you know, the group that was in and then, you know, just hearing the, the guys on the sideline, the way that they were cheering us on as, as we made that run. Um, you know, it's that's, that's just what, you know, team, a team is all about. So um, that was a lot of fun. Um, it's definitely up there with with one of the best games and, and definitely, you know, the one of the best experiences that, that I've had. That was awesome, man. Luke, Luke is a bucket. Like He can get to it. And it's, it was great to see he, he, he can score the ball. the sound of the horn welcome to an all-new clipcast i'm your host chris co-wild this is clipcast the best clippers podcast why is it the best clippers podcast because we've already heard from the man the myth the legend the man of the hour himself mr perfect aka luke Kennard, who was firing last night who stayed ready he shot a perfect eight for eight. He ended the third quarter with a Eurostep miracle half-court buzzer beater. Let me paint a picture with my words, Clipper Nation. Oh, by the way, it's not just going to be some Clipper nerds talking nerdily about your Los Angeles Clippers. No, no, no. You're going to hear on this Clippers podcast, the best Clippers podcast, from the Los Angeles Clippers. We got a big show. We got Terrence Mann, the big man himself. He's on the show talking about his lost teammate, Fiondu Mngele, who is gone. Delegated to Sacramento Kings to make some room for spending and a roster spot. Clippers are making moves. The trade deadline is Thursday. We could pick somebody up off of a buyout. Clippers are making moves, people. We're going to have some new Clippers any minute now. We're going to hear from Coach Ty Lu, who has officially changed his name legally to Ty Luke. After last night's performance from Mr. Perfect, 8 for 8, Luke Kennard. And, of course, we're going to hear from the two-time NBA Finals, MVP Kawhi Leonard. So we got Clippers on this Clippers podcast. Last night, I was in the building for what is one of easily my top five best Clipper home W experiences live ever. I literally, after that game, was like, that was that was honestly that was honestly even better than when the Clippers beat the Spurs, Kawhi Leonard Spurs game seven in round one. Uh. So the Clippers are down in the third quarter by Blackjack 21. It was kind of halfway through the third quarter when Ty Lue just says, okay, all right, everybody, hockey trade, hockey switch. Starters, sit down and think about what you've done. What they did was lead by one after one. They started the game fantastically with three slam dunks and two three-point shots. And we were kicking Atlanta's the hottest team in the NBA up until that point. Had won eight in a row going into the building. Just beat the L word the other night. So we start the game with this Marcus Morris alley-oop to Kawhi Leonard, which was fantastic. Kawhi dishes to Mook. Kawhi runs to the rim, literally signals for the oop, catch, dunk, goodnight, nurse. It was a fantastic way to start the game. It was fantastic. 
We are up one after one. Mook is leading all scorers at that point with 13 points. And then in the second quarter, the Clippers collapse. And I'm literally, I'm getting sick to my stomach. We go into the half down 15. We start the third quarter, and at the half, I tweet out, this is a crossroads, people. If we come back and win this game, then we're 4-2 and two after the All-Star break. And it's a very different picture than if we lose this game, hypothetically, which we didn't, P.S. <laughs> if we lose the game, then we're 500 after the All-Star break. And if you span the past 23 games, we're actually, say it, let me hear that, let me tell you that again, span over 20 games and we're actually an under 500 team. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God, we're down 21. Coach calls a timeout. And I say, holy crap, I have to release a, an emergency clipcast called Red Flag, called Is the Clipper Ship Sinking? But Coach Ty Lue, a.k.a. Tri Luke, finally activates DNP's Luke Kennard, and we need to talk about him, and we need to hear from him, and we will. Luke Kennard goes in there. Let, let me just tell you right now what Coach Ty Lue does. He sends in... Five guys. Well, well, let's just hear from Coach himself. Those guys did a hell of a job. You know, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Pat Pat, you know, Nico, um, they all came in. Amir, they all came in and um, got us back in the game. And um, that's what we were looking for. And then I guess around the seven-minute mark, eight-minute mark, uh, we got Kawhi and PG back in, and um, they was able to bring us home. Coach Ty Lue takes out the starters. The starters were Reggie Jackson, who's underperforming. Ivica Zubac, who was very frustrated when he got taken out of the game, he gets taken out of the game. And he wasn't frustrated that he got taken out of the game. He was frustrated that they were down 21 and they should be beating these Atlanta Hawks. They started the game off fabulously. And Ivica Zubac, he was right in front of me when he did it, slams down the table that is also this end zone video board. Slams his hand down. He takes out Paul George, who after just seconds earlier, after an Atlanta make, slams the ball down in frustration before he inbounds it. He takes out Kawhi Leonard, and he takes out Marcus Morris, education reform senior. He takes out the starting five, and he puts in this lineup that will forever live in Clipper Nation lore for what they did last night. Amir Coffey, Pat Pat, Patrick Patterson, Nicholas Batum, Terrence the Man, and Mr. Perfect, Luke Kennard. Coach pulls a hockey switch, pulls out his starting five, goes to arguably his third string, brings in those five guys, and those five guys play with such hustle and such heart. I think it was a crossroads. We're going to find out in San Antonio because we got one of those baseball series. We're going to go to San Antonio. We're going to play the Spurs back-to-back. This is the moment. This matters. We got to go in and we got to shut them down. We got to keep this momentum. Because right now, after All-Star break, we're four and two. That's great. Keep going. Go five and two. Go six and two. Don't win two in a row, something we haven't done since February 15th when we won four in a row, and then we hadn't won consecutive games for five weeks until last night. This is the Clippers' crossroads. And Luke Kennard was ready. He was a DNP, I don't know, 
for the past 27,000 games. We haven't seen Luke Kennard play in forever. At one point, Luke Kennard hopped up out of his seat to high-five Paul George. That was the closest to the floor he had gotten in weeks. But Ty Lue doesn't like what he sees when his Clippers are down 21 and he does the hockey switch and it made all the difference in the world. Does a coach Doc Rivers do that? I don't know. I don't know that he does that. Ty Lue did that, and Luke Kennard was on fuego. But everybody played great. Pat Pat with the big slamma-jamma put back and a big three. Nicholas Batum with his leadership. Not going to show up in the stats, but listen to what Luke Kennard has to say about the Frenchman, Nicholas Batum. Yeah, Nick's presence is huge. Um, you know, you know, me and, and you know, and, and T-Man, um, obviously, we, I think we were getting, you know, most of, most of the shots. Um, but just his presence, the way that he kind of controlled what we were doing offensively, defensively, you know, getting in, in the huddles, uh, talking to us in the timeout. He, he was our leader during that time, um, even though, you know, it might not show on the stat sheet. You know, Nick Batum was was our leader during that stretch. And um, it just it shows a lot about who Nick is, um, his character, the type of teammate he is, what he brings to this team. Um, so, yeah, you know, we, we just dialed in and, and you know, T-Man, he he. He got us going too. Um, him, him and Nick, just their presence. You know the way T Man's been working. Um, he's always in the gym early. You know, getting his getting his stuff in. So I'm uh, proud of the way that that those guys, you know, came out and played and uh, you know got us going there during that stretch. The Clippers' best win of the season, thanks to Mr. Perfect, eight for eight. Luke Kennard led by the leader of the Batum Battalion, Nicholas Batum, and such a great game from Terrence Mann, who we're gonna hear from. On the other side of the break, we'll be right back with more Clipcast, the best Clippers podcast after this. Last night, so lucky, so honored to be in the building for what was easily the greatest win of the season, led by Terrence Mann's energy. And what's ironic is that Terrence Mann has been playing so well that he's arguably been taking Luke Kennard's minutes. We're going to hear more from Mr. Perfect Luke Kennard about those minutes. And is he playing? for more minutes is he jockeying for more minutes and was last night's herculean effort gonna be the thing that gets him back in the rotation terrence Mann last night 29 minutes 21 points and this is what i love 10 rebounds so much energy from that guy i remember doc rivers used to always say you know it's funny energy finds the ball Energy finds the ball. I tell that to the kids that I coach. That's right. Championship caliber coach. We won the Hermosa Beach Youth Basketball Division champion. Uh, No big deal. Anyway, so energy finds the ball, and Terrence Mann goes in and plays with such high energy. He came in there and was jumping out of the building. That's why he grabbed 10 rebounds, had a beautiful double-double, 21 points, 10 rebounds. You know, when Ty Lu all of a sudden benches Amir Coffee in the fourth, all of a sudden benches Pat Patterson in the fourth and goes to Kawhi and Paul George, I got a little nervous. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> but just listen to T-Man's take on this. You know, I was just proud of everybody's effort. Even when, even when the starters came back in, you know, they gave so much effort. You know, they were out there getting deflections, rebounding, guarding. I mean, Kawhi got a big time block. 
Um, you know, they were out there facilitating. Kawhi hit two big threes to close it. Like, that's just what they are. And they came back in with effort. And I was just proud of everybody's effort, you know, to turn the game around. And that's why I was so happy, you know, hugging everybody. Absolutely. I, I was right there. Terrence Mann at the end of the game. Clippers win by nine after being down as much as 22 in the second half. And after the game, Terrence Mann, literally all hyped up, goes and gives Clippers owner, richest owner in American sports, maybe all of professional sports, he bear hugs Steve Ballmer. The team swarms Mr. Perfect Luke Kennard. So great, and I'm telling you, this is the Clipper crossroads that we've been waiting for. I broke down the first 42 games, and in the first half of those 42 games, the first 21 games, Clippers are 16-5. and five. Holy crap, that's great. That's second best in the NBA. That's a two-seed. The back half of the first 42, those 21 games, we went 10 and 11. That's a losing basketball team. That's not even an eight seed in the Western Conference. Luckily, we had those first 21. So we were slipping, folks. Go to the All-Star break, come back. We've had six game samples since the break, and it's a different season now. It's four and two, and can we write it heading into San Antonio? Can we Ride this clipper wave of momentum going into San Antonio. Kawhi Leonard's old team. And let's hear from our silent assassin who showed so much emotion last night when he hit that crazy three in that nutty and gutty come-from-behind win. Oh, the best win of the season, Clippers. Congratulations, Clippers Nation. (laughs) Congratulations, Clippers Nations. We did it. And Kawhi showed emotion last night on the court, which we haven't seen since he beat Philadelphia in Game 7 with the buzzer beater. He was feeling it. He was yelling, showed emotion on his face, high-fiving his teammates. It was a great team win and let's hear from our fearless and sometimes voiceless leader let's hear from his voice right now Kawhi Leonard folks great um you know what I mean I'm a team player uh I still believe there was a lot of time left about seven minutes left once we checked out and I just you know stayed in the game clapped uh you know still telling guys to play hard it was good it was fun to watch uh, I mean they played well played great kept fighting uh made a good running at the third quarter attacking paint, um, being confident in their shots. And, well, they pretty much brought it back to it, brought it back um, for us. You see a teammate dive on the floor, uh, you know, just giving their all, and it, it uh, expires you to do the same thing. Um, and, you know, that's what they did. They were, they were just um, still competing, uh, running hard, and, uh, you know, things happen for them. You know, only could get us better, you know what I mean? See what we did early. Uh, how we lost the lead with the starters and, uh, you know, see what the effort and our, our smartness was out there. Uh, I felt like we was giving pretty much a good effort, but, you know, at times when we start missing shots, nobody was running back or just being smart, you know, just kind of got their heads down on the defensive end. So it's, it's about being smart with us as well. And, uh, you know, we just got to keep competing. We're not where we want to be at all. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can just keep getting better. Kawhi, the leader, says the team isn't where they want to be. They want to be dominating. They want to be the one seed. They want to be at least the two seed, which is what they were able to do last season going into the playoffs at the best seeding in franchise history. But it wasn't enough. We saw what happened. They were one win away from the Western Conference Finals. 
I don't know why Kawhi's not getting enough MVP talk. There's another guy who plays in the same building who I have said on this show, he's not even the most valuable player on his team. How could he possibly be the most valuable player in the league? Because Anthony Davis goes down and it's time for you-know-who to step up and the team doesn't and he can't lead them to win. So how dare he even be considered? Ugh, it's a popularity contest. And Kawhi doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Listen to what he says right here. I love this. Kawhi Leonard has such a keen basketball mind. He has such a sharp basketball IQ. Listen to what he says the Clippers need to do versus San Antonio to get it right. I'm just trying to do it again, pretty much. Um, you know, it's going to be a different type of matchup, uh, different ball game in San Antonio, totally different players. Um, we just got to stay focused on what we need to do with ourselves. And, you know, it's between our ears. Um, we got to be smart and be ready to play hard from start to finish. I love that. It's between our ears. What is Kawhi Leonard saying there? He's saying it's in our brains. It's in our minds. The Clippers have all the talent in the world. They have all the potential in the world. And it's up to them to use what's between their ears to do it. Look, there can only be one champion. There's 30 teams. 29 teams don't do it. Only one team does it. I'm not super greedy. Yeah, of course I want that. Larry Opie, I love Larry. I want Steve Ballmer to get Larry. I want that for him. I want that for me, selfishly. I want that for Burbank Hank. I want that for you, the listener. I want that for Clippers Nation. They got to use what's between their ears. They got to use their brains, and they got to visualize it, and they got to do it. There's only one champion. But let's just get to the Western Conference Finals, please. Let's become the Western Conference champs, please. And then let's get to the finals and let's beat Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. Let's hear some more from Kawhi Leonard about what it was like when he started in the league versus now. You know, so many people can shoot the ball now, pretty much. Um, you know, coming in, you had at least one or two guys. Uh, when I came in, it was too big still. You know, my starting centers was Tim and... Uh, I mean, my starting, uh, you know, forward and center was Tim and Tiago Spitter. Um, so, you know, that shows the translation right, right there, transformation right there. Um, you know, we got Zoo and uh, Marcus playing at five and four. And uh, I think it's just that, you know, guys playing more spaced out on the wing. Obviously, guys are getting better, more creative to, you know, draw fouls, get to that line. Yeah, drawing fouls, something that the refs just refuse to give poor Paul George. He's getting hammered out there. He's getting called on bullcrap offensive fouls when he's just putting guys on skates. Come on, refs. Pull your heads out of your collective asses. But enough about the no-good cheating refs. You got to play better than the refs ref. As the great late coach Chuck Knoll, the Pittsburgh Steelers, used to say, you got to play better than the coaches. Excuse me. You got to play better than the refs ref. Enough about now and then. Let's talk about the man of the hour, Mr. Perfect, 8 for 8, Luke Kennard. Kawhi, talk to me about Luke. How does a guy like Luke, who has been DNP'd in the DNP wastelands for 
seemingly months. How does he stay ready and go eight for eight and be Mr. Perfect? I mean, he's still been in it. No, he hasn't. Uh, you know, he's still been working. I guess. On his game, uh, you know, waiting for his opportunity. I mean, all you got to do, all you, all you can say is just stay in the game. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, keep your head in it. Keep focusing and getting better. It's a long season. Uh, you know, even if you don't play in regular season, you might have a spark in the playoffs and run, win a series. Oh, you know? yes. Um, you know, and it's one of those games tonight when he comes in and, you know, he goes eight for eight. And, yeah, you know, he sparks energy for everyone. Yeah, he does. I love that. He might win you a playoff series, says the guy who knows enough because he's been Mr. NBA Finals MVP twice. He's been to the NBA Finals thrice, three times. He's 2-1, and one, winning record in the NBA Finals. He took the Toronto Raptors, a franchise that had never been there, to the promised land. And I'm telling you, if he can do that with the Los Angeles Clippers, he's arguably top five all time. And I know I'm Len Bias. I'm biased. But if you can take two franchises that have never, ever, ever been there, and win it all with them, especially the Cubby Bears of the NBA, the Los Angeles Clippers, those one-time lovable losers who only us loved, right? Everybody hated us, and they still have to get over that. We're not your daddy's Clippers, your granddaddy's Clippers. We're not your mother's Clippers, <laughs> your mama. We're not. We're a new organization with Steve Ballmer and Jerry West leading us, with head coach Ty Lue leading us. And I cannot tip my cap any more tippable. What? I cannot give any more love. All the love goes to Lou Kennard for being ready, staying ready. Let's hear more from Mr. Perfect, Lou Kennard, on his historic night. No one in Clipper franchise history was eight for eight in less than 20 minutes. Like, no one had 20 points in less than 20 minutes shooting perfectly in franchise history. Luke Kennard making history last night in downtown Los Angeles at Staples Center. Mr. Perfect, whose mother, by the way, is on Twitter and is a riot, and you need to follow her because she loves her son and her daughter, I guess. I'm going to give you her information after we hear from Luke. You got to follow her on Twitter. For me, it's, it's not, you know, trying to, you know, fight somebody for minutes or anything like that. It's just, you know, staying ready and, you know, whoever is in there, we, we have a good team. We have a deep team um, guys that can play and we have a lot of different combinations that, that we can use. And um, I, I trust our coaching staff. I trust what we're doing. I trust, you know, our, our entire team. Uh, so I'm not trying to, to fight, you know, anybody for, for minutes trying to, you know, earn something, but it's just, you know, I'm, I'm playing basketball. I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, working hard and, uh, you know, trying to help us win in any way I can. Uh, you know, if, if I'm not playing, you know, I've been cheering on the sideline, you know, getting this going, talking to everybody and um, just, just staying ready. So, um, you know, wouldn't try to get into that too much, uh, just, continuing to work and you know when my name is called just trying to perform uh, to the best that I can love that attitude and he learned it from Jennifer Kennard his mother who you need to follow on Twitter at Ken with two N's like Kennard at Ken K-E-N-N one two one zero at Ken twelve ten K-E-N-N twelve ten you got to follow Jennifer Kennard on Twitter it's so great to see 
what she tweets because she's so proud of her son, as she should be. And what a great attitude. I, I, I'm, I'm sitting there watching these guys, Pat Pat and Luke Kennard, on the sidelines, Amir Coffey. They're so invested in this game. And also our starters when they were sitting, Ivica, Kawhi, PG, so invested when they're not in the game. I love to see it. I love to see Pat Bev. I want to see Pat Bev on the floor. But last night I saw future NBA head coach Pat Beverly on his feet, barking at guys, coaching from the sidelines, so vocal, still an integral part of this team even though he's not on the floor. You love to see it. And this weird, wacky, wild, Kool-Aid-style COVID-19 season, the one benefit of it, if there is one, of fanless games, is that when Pat Bev is shouting from the sidelines, guys can actually hear him. The players can actually hear him over the fake roar of the fake crowd. But enough of me. And let's hear more from at Ken1210, Jennifer Kennard's son, Mr. Perfect, Luke Kennard. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, it just started off with, you know, that, that unit that came in. We just played the right way. Um, we played hard. Um, and, we, and we started to get stops on the defensive end. So, um, you know, I remember huddling up with those guys right before, uh, you know, that, that unit came in. Um, and Nick Batum was just like, hey, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's get us back into this. Let's get us back into this a little bit at a time. Let's go win a game. So uh, we played hard. We, we um, got some stops on the defensive end. And uh, that was just our game plan to half was, you know, making our offense um, available and getting good looks. Um, Based, you know, based off our defense. You love to hear it. You love to see it. All right, so there's going to be more Clipper talk after this short break. We're going to hear T-Man, who lost his longtime teammate, Fiondu, going to Sacramento, making some wiggle room because the Clippers are making moves, folks. Clippers have some room, have some money. Let's see what happens. We're going to hear from more of T-Man. We're going to hear more from Coach, and we're going to hear more from Luke Kennard, Mr. Perfect, after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeehaw! I guess we got to talk about the elephant in the room. And he had a game two games ago where there were spurts of old Lou Will. But man, has Lou Will been a liability. And you hate to see it. Lou Liability Williams right now. And you saw it last night. He just was an absolute poison on the floor. He runs real hot and cold this season. And I know he wasn't right. He wasn't 100% healthy in the beginning. And it didn't cost us because of our depth. But was Ty Lue maybe a little more savvy with his Lou Will minutes? And maybe did he learn his lesson last night? I don't know. I think moving forward... My hope is that Coach Lou doesn't go to Lou Will like Lou Will of arguably last season, the season before, sixth man of the year, two years ago and three years ago, I believe. Trez got it last year, and I guess he's getting dealt (laughs) or something. Anyway, I don't care about that other team. But Lou Will is definitely the elephant in the room, and he's kind of the bummer of what's happening and also Reggie Jackson. So Reggie and Lou, who have been good in moments, have been bad more than good, and we got to talk about it. Do we learn from last night's Herculean efforts? There it is again. I've said it now three times. Herculean efforts. That was three. 
from T-Man and Luke Kennard. Can we learn from that? Can we maybe get a couple more minutes for a mere coffee? Pat Pat had some great minutes. But Lou Will and Reggie Jackson are not the answer. And the answer, I think, is T-Man and Luke Kennard. And everybody's nervous that we're going to ship T-Man. I don't think we do, personally. I think we're doing everything we can to get something for Lou Williams, honestly. I think Lou's getting dealt. But who knows? Who knows? We're going to find out. Trade deadline Thursday. If there's no movement and Lou Will is not gone, then I just think he plays less minutes and we only, you know, we see if he's scoring. I mean, I remember when Ty Lou said that. If Lou's got it going, we're going to leave him in. But he hasn't had it going. So don't leave him in. And last night, he didn't have it going. And then Lou Will didn't play at all in the second half. And I'm not mad at that at all. Of course, I'm not mad at that. We got the win. We were down 22. We won by nine. So uh, you hate to see it because Lou Will was the guy. All right. So I also want to talk about Clippers Nation. Enough with the 18-19 team. Please stop. Please stop. Oh, the 18-19 team. Weren't they so great? How they were the eight seed and... They lost every home game in round one of the playoffs and then got knocked out round one. It was one game. Okay, yes, it was two games in Oakland. Yes, where we beat the champs, but we lost in six. I'm, that, that is not great to me. Yes, we had heart. Great, we had heart and we lost. I would prefer to be the two seed and make it out of round one. Thanks. I would prefer to win more than we lose. Thanks. No, we were always an over 500 team for the past almost dozen years now. I think it's been a decade of over 500 now. That's exact amount of seasons of Clipcast. Coincidence? I think not. But we have been a winning team for a decade. And I refuse to look back lovingly at the squad that didn't get nearly as many W's that squeaked into the playoffs at the eighth seed and then lost in round one. That should not be the gold standard for what we're trying to reach. We are trying to reach round three. I'm not even saying I want to win it all. I'm literally just saying I want to get to the conference finals. I want to be in the final four. And here we are, knee-deep in March Madness. I want to get to the final four. I've never done it. I've never seen it. So stop talking to me about the 18-19 Clippers. It just shows your ignorance. It really does. Oh, the 18-19, so much heart. No, no, stop. Who was our player? Josh Hart? He sucked too. Right? Wasn't that his name? No, I don't want to be the 18-19-8 seed losing round one Clippers who had two wins in the playoffs. No, no. I want eight wins in the playoffs so we can go to round two. And then I want four more wins so we can go to the finals. And I want 16 wins in the playoffs. So you got to retrain yourself, Clipper Nation. Stop thinking about, oh, can't we be like, no, I don't want to be like anybody in the rear view. Because we never got it done ever. I want something new, like Terrence Mann. And we made some wiggle room. We got rid of Fee. We cleared up a couple million bucks. We got rid of a roster spot. But Fee and Terrence Mann used to be Seminoles, FSU Seminoles, F and S up. 
in Florida. So, T, what do you think about your pal getting dealt, getting shipped? You know, shout out to Fee. He was a great teammate uh, that I've been with for the past, like, five years. So, you know, I'm going to miss him. Uh, and I can't wait to see what he what his future holds. And he's going to be great. So it's exciting for him. And then, um, you know, in terms of, you know, the highs where we're out there and we're down 20, we come back, you know, just staying in the game, every play, one possession at a time, uh, trying to cut the lead. And that's really what I was focused on. I wasn't really thinking about anything else. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if he has legs, honestly. It's now he's in Sacramento. That whole organization completely stinks. I don't know what their problem is. They used to be so competitive with Weber and Bibby and who was their Euro guy. Regardless, they have not competed in forever. They couldn't get it done with DeMarcus Cousins. They couldn't get it done with Rudy Gay was up there. I just they just they just can't get it done. They just stink. They're like New Orleans or Minnesota. You're just like, what's wrong with these three teams that just stink year after year after year? And you look at New Orleans, and they've got Zion and Lonzo, and it looks like they don't have Lonzo anymore, and it looks like, well, maybe he's coming to the Clippers. (laughs) But why wouldn't you keep those two together? They're young. That's like a – I hate to say this, Shaq and Kobe. I hate to say it. Sorry. Anyway. What's wrong with you, New Orleans? What's wrong with you, Sacramento? What's wrong with you, Minnesota? So I don't know, man. Fee can shoot the three. He never impressed me as a Clipper. Obviously, he's never going to get minutes here. But look at what Terrence Mann was able to accomplish. He hasn't played point guard since high school. He didn't play point guard in college and then comes into the NBA and plays point guard for a competitor. So I don't know. I don't want to be too depressed thinking about Fee. Let's talk about the man of the hour, Luke Kennard, 848. Let me razzle-dazzle you with Jen Ken's son's stats. Luke Kennard in 18 minutes, shooting a perfect 8 for 8. Four from four from downtown. Seven rebounds, four assists. 20 points, it's Mr. Perfect! Okay, I'm sorry. I promise I'll stop that. Oh, he also had a block. Oh, he was plus 30. He was plus 30, Mr. Perfect. The half-court shot was obviously his... That was the greatest moment for me. And you're supposed to be impartial when you're one of the reporters up at your socially distanced table but we were all just a flutter and a lot of us were literally cheering and it was a great moment there was another late in the shot clock moment from Luke Kennard where you thought oh my gosh here it comes he's in trouble he's not going to be perfect and he gets into the paint and he's he's there's a lot of guys on him he elevates and bang nails it the Eurostep half-court shot, oh, of course, just a feather in his cap, just the candles on the cake. So, fan-flipping-tastic. What a great win. This has got to be the crossroads. Last night, these two wins in a row, we have got to turn this ship around, get it headed in the right direction. Usually we march into April's playoffs, but as we know, the playoffs aren't until May. we got another full month in April. we got what is it, 29, 28 games left. We have got to be a winning team. We got to at least win two out of three, three out of four. We got to keep this momentum going into San Antonio. 
Let's hear from Mr. Perfect, 8 for 8, Luke Kennard, Jen Ken, at Ken1210's son right now. Shoot, I mean, with, with the team that we have, you know, we know we're capable of uh, making some some comebacks. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, there towards the, the end of the third, somehow that, that deep shot went in from like half court. Um, I'm like, all right, you know what, let's, let's just, you know, keep this momentum going. Um, and you know, we're, we're still in this game. I mean, a 20 point game in the NBA, you know, it seems like a lot, but you know, just, uh, you know, chipping here and there, you know, what we did, you know, kind of got us back into it. Um, I mean, everybody's been, been encouraging me, you know, tell me to stay ready. Um, you know, just, just getting in extra work, you know, being, being early, um, you know, off days, just, just getting in, putting in work, you know, trusting the process. You know, we, we have a great staff, you know, our, our staff is available all the time and, you know, guys in there, you know, keeping us, um, you know, in the gym, um, you know, guys that aren't playing, you know, keeping our, our conditioning up. So, I, you know, just, I've been putting in the work, you know, staying ready. Um, and when my name is called, I just got to be ready and go out there and just, just play hard and try to help us go. So, um, but everybody's been encouraging. Everybody's been locked in and just, you know, telling me just to stay ready. And, uh, you know, that just, you know, what, what makes our team special. Oh, what great advice for you young listeners out there and you old ones and you middle-aged ones. Maybe things aren't going your way. Maybe your number isn't getting called in whatever it is that you do. Try to keep that attitude up. Try to still go in early. Remember, on time is late. <laughs> go early. Get there. Get, have a good attitude. Don't give up. Be ready. And you, too, can be like Mr. Perfect. We're going to hear more from... Your head coach, Ty Lue, after this break. We'll be right back with more Clipcast after this. Burbank Hank not with us on this episode or last week, and I'm not supposed to talk about why, but I'll give you a hint. He's a big-time Hollywood star doing some sort of network sitcom that I can't talk about. But I also can talk about his new show on Netflix, which starts on April Fool's Day. It's not a new show. It's a returning favorite, Prank Encounters, season two, starring our own Henry Dittman. And what's his name from Stranger Things? I don't remember the character's name, but the guy with the curly hair and the face from Stranger Things. Gavin something. Anyway, Gaten. Is that his name? Gaten? Regardless. Prank Encounters is a riot it's a great show on Netflix, and Henry Dittman, uh, Burbank Hank, our very own, is one of the stars. So, sadly, he hasn't been here on Clipcast, but he assures me he'll be back next week. I'll believe it when I see it. Burbank Hank. Very happy for Burbank Hank's success. Can't wait to watch Prank Encounter Season 2 on Netflix. Can't wait to watch his big secret network sitcom that I'm not supposed to talk about that he's in. I will let you know when that airs. Enough about being happy for Burbank Hank. Let's hear about somebody who's happy about Mr. Perfect. Eight for eight, Luke Kennard. Oh, coach. Coach, are you happy about Mr. Perfect, coach? But I'm just so happy for Luke Kennard. You know, just staying ready. Um, the way he's performed the last four games he's played, um, he's definitely earned, you know, he's earned something. And um, just seeing the way he played and when he came in the locker room, 
Um, the guys poured water all over him, jumped up and down for him. So, you know, everyone loves Luke, and we just, we're just glad that he's playing well right now and just happy for, for him for a night like tonight. Don't you dare make me mad at you, Coach. He's earned something. Those that The thing that he's earned, the something that he's earned is back in the rotation, no more delegated to DNP town. I, I think he has, and I think we're going to see it in San Antonio, and I can't wait to see it. And this, like I said, this is going to be a crossroads in San Antonio, this baseball series. We go 2-0, and and guys, you can literally come away from the ledge and know that this team is exactly where it needs to be. Two games ago, we were not anywhere near where we needed to be. But what a difference, streaky, streaky NBA basketball. It can turn on a dime. And I think last night is a crossroads. And we're going to find out, is Coach Ty Lue going to learn his lesson and play Luke Kennard more? Is the team going to learn their lesson and use what's between their ears more in San Antonio. You know Kawhi is going to play out of the building, in his old building where they disrespected him, where they didn't believe his injury, where he wasn't load-managed like he was in Toronto, like he was with his first season in the Clippers. Again, he has evolved, Kawhi Leonard. He has used what's between his ears, and that's why we're not seeing load management. Um, you know, I think Kawhi saw, you know, what they, what those young guys did, and what they was able to do um, in that short stretch. And um, him and PG came in, you know, with a lot of life, a lot of, a lot of pop, and they attacked and made the plays. And um, like I said, it was just something that I think Kawhi and PG thought to themselves they didn't want to let the young guys down after having a performance like that. Kawhi particularly came back and was fire in those final minutes and did get the job done and brought them home. He played with such intensity after sitting and watching again, the third string, get the clips back into it. Terrence Mann, I believe tied up the game at one point for the first time, Luke Kennard tied up the game and then Kawhi Leonard just took over late game block late game three, a pair of threes. Kawhi Leonard had ferocity and intensity that we haven't seen. Apparently, Kawhi wants to dunk more, he said. And we saw a lot of dunks last night. I have said, let's not look in the rear view, but we got a little taste of the old Lob City days. We saw some lobs. We saw some, oh, me, oh, my, the lob, the jam. We saw some great ferocity from Kawhi Leonard, who's dunking again, Coach. Kawhi's dunking. <laughs> More from Coach. Yeah, I think it was a very exciting win for us. You know, like I say, anytime you win a game in the league, it's tough, you know, no matter who you're playing. So to come back from, like I said, 21 down with four and a half to go or whatever, five minutes to go in the third quarter, um, this was a big, a big win for us. And hopefully it's a huge step forward for us as well. Yes, it is a huge step forward. That game was the crossroads, and we're going to move forward to San Antonio. Let's talk about that series and more Clipper Talk after this, our final commercial break, I promise. So tomorrow night we got a back-to-back baseball series in San Antonio. We really got to go 2-0 there. At the very worst, split it. But you can't split it. You really got to win both of them. And send a message to the league because when we come back, We've got Friday off, and this is a big one, folks. Saturday night, Doc Rivers, 76ers, Tobias Harris, back in Staples Center. 
big, big marquee matchup Saturday night, 76ers at Clippers. Day off Sunday, and then another big Monday night battle versus the Bucks, who have owned, sadly, Kawhi and PG's clips. I don't think we—I know we haven't. Kawhi and PG's clips have yet to beat the Bucks. So we've got some big games. These next four games are massive. Now, the Clippers compete very well against Eastern Conference teams. Sadly, not the Bucks. Sadly, not the Nets. But we can beat the Sixers. We should beat the Bucks. Will we? Let's find out. This is the crossroads. We got a baseball series tomorrow night in San Antonio for a back-to-back versus Pops, Spurs. I guess they're sending LaMarcus Aldridge on his way. They're done with him which I think is a great red flag. (laughs) And I like us in San Antonio to sweep. And then, like I said, it's just such a big, big couple of games. Bucks, Sixers. Sixers Saturday night at home. Monday night at home. Bucks. Then, oh, it's a back-to-back. Tuesday night, Magic at Clippers. We got a homestand, April Fool's Day, Nuggets at Clippers. Sunday afternoon, Channel 7, ABC, Lakers, Elward at Clippers. Tuesday, Trailblazers at Clippers. Oh, my God. Thursday, Suns at Clippers. A lot of big teams coming. Now, the Clippers are perfect on night twos. Of back-to-backs, a perfect 7-0. I talked about it ad nauseum on the last Clipcast. Can we keep that cooking in this weird season where there's not a ton of practice and these games are in-game, in-season practice, trial by fire? Fire! Trial by fire! Was last night the most crucial practice for this championship-caliber Clipper team? These future Western Conference champs, there I said it, dare I say it. I mean, the best thing for the NBA is Nets-Clippers. We called it the NBA Finals preview. The Nets sadly swept us. This is the last time we're going to see the Bucs. The Bucs aren't getting past the Nets. This is the last time, well, that's not true. I think we play the Sixers in Philly. But we're not going to play the Sixers in the finals. Sixers aren't getting past the Nets. Bucks aren't getting past the Nets. Nobody's getting past the Nets. Will we get past the Nets? Will we make it to the Nets? It all comes down to this San Antonio series, folks. I know, I know. It's just a regular season game, but it's so much more than that. The first 42 games, we went 16-5 and in the first half of those 21 games. Then we went 10-11, and and there was a big old red flag. Uh-oh, something's wrong. We had that All-Star break. Since the All-Star break, we're 4-2. and two. We've won two in a row. We've won three out of four. We need to keep this momentum going. Was last night a wake-up call for Coach Ty Lue's Clippers? We're going to find out in San Antonio. We go into San Antonio, go 2-0. and oh. I mean, you know when we win game one, we're going to win game two. We're literally Mr. Perfect on game two of back-to-backs. We, we're undefeated on night twos. So you know you like us on night two. History will repeat itself, my friends. This is a crossroads. Clippers at a crossroads. 
What a great show. Thank you so much to the Los Angeles Clippers for granting me access, giving me keys to the castle, keys to the kingdom. Thank you so much, L.A. Clippers, everybody involved in the media, everybody involved in the staff. Thank you so much. It was great to hear from Terrence Mann. Great to hear from Kawhi Leonard. Coach Ty Lue, who's never not been to the NBA Finals as a head coach. He's a perfect three for three. He's one and two in the NBA Finals. Kawhi Leonard, two and one in the NBA Finals. And thank you so much. Congratulations, Luke Kennard. We named this episode after you, Mr. Perfect. Last night, 8 for 8, it was a thing to behold. An honor to be in the building. I wish you were there with me, Clippers Nation. We would have been going off. What a great night. What a great W. I think you can be a lot more confident heading into this baseball series in San Antonio, Clipper Nation. Thanks to the heroics, the Herculean heroics of one Luke Kennard, Mr. Perfect. Sound the horn, brother. (laughs) 